Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for the 10th Sunday after Pentecost is by Pastor Paul D. Nolting of Grace Lutheran Church in Valentine, Nebraska, Peace Lutheran Church in Mission, South Dakota, and St. Paul's Lutheran Church in White River, South Dakota. Our theme is, Look to Jesus in Your Times of Need, based on the text of Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 9. Grace to you in peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God we're going to consider this morning is taken from St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he, that is Jesus, called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said seven, and he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. So far, thanks. In Christ Jesus, to whom you can entrust your present and your future, your fellow redeemed. There are many people in our world today who claim that they have neither the time nor the desire to read the Bible. For some, the reason is that they consider the Bible to be an ancient book that has no practical application for modern day life. There are others who grew up in the church but being influenced by the thinking of the world, look back at all the miracles that they heard about in Sunday school and have come to the conclusion that they sound more like fairy tales than real events, and therefore they no longer are sure they believe them. In their minds, they think perhaps Jesus performed miracles at one time, aren't so sure, but they definitely know he's not here and that miracles don't occur today. My dear friends, all such thinking is false. And all such thinking is a very, very unfortunate thing. For the Bible reveals divine truths, as we mentioned to the children, 
so that we can know about God, so that we can know about Jesus, and so that we can know how Jesus has an effect on our lives today and what he means for us today. We're going to take a look at one of the miracles today. But before we do that, we want to review the truths that are expressed in the two verses on the front of your bulletins, the words of truth. The first of those verses contains a promise from Jesus. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And the second is a description of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What do those truths reveal to you about your Savior and his relationship with you? The first reveals that although we no longer see Jesus, he is certainly always with us, just as he promised. We are never alone. Our Savior walks with us and among us. The second reveals that the very same Jesus that performed the miracle we heard about in our text is the same Jesus who is indeed with us to the end of the age. He never changes. Therefore, as we consider the miracle that Mark records in our text for us today, we can rest assured that Jesus can and will do among us and for us the very things that he did among his believing followers in the first century. What can you conclude from Mark's presentation about Jesus' miracle of the feeding of the 4,000? I would suggest that you have every reason to look to Jesus in your times of need. For Jesus will have compassion upon you. Jesus will provide the necessary resources for you. And Jesus will satisfy your needs and provide for your future, even as he did for those 4,000. Mark opens his account with these words. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. The key thought presented in this section is the fact that Jesus had compassion on the crowds of people who had come to hear him preach. They had been there for three days. No doubt, many of them had brought provisions as they initially began searching for Jesus. Some of them came from quite a distance, but I doubt that any of them were prepared to spend a large amount of time with Jesus. And so after three days, we're told that all of the food that had been brought was gone. There was nothing left to eat. 
Jesus, who's preaching, revealed his concern for their spiritual needs, for their souls, was also concerned about their physical well-being, their bodies. He didn't want them to faint along the way as they returned home. Jesus' compassion is revealed elsewhere in the Gospels. Matthew, for instance, writes, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, for they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. It is certainly appropriate to conclude from this text that Jesus will be and in indeed is concerned about your welfare, just as he was about those people listening to him that day so many years ago. If that were not the case, why would Jesus pray in the following manner on Monday, Thursday evening? I do not ask for these only, he was praying that God would protect his chosen apostles, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you, that's me, that's every New Testament believer. Why as well would the Spirit direct the Apostle Paul to encourage us in the following way if indeed he did not care about or did not have compassion for you? Paul writes, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Indeed, look to Jesus in your times of need. Jesus will have compassion upon you. And Jesus will also provide the necessary resources for you in your times of need. Mark reveals this and how it was true for the 4,000 people who had been with Jesus for three days when he writes, and his disciples answered Jesus, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? They said seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd, and they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. It's pretty easy for you and for me at this point to be rather critical of the disciples. If you turn back two chapters in Mark's gospel, you read the account of how Jesus fed 5,000 men besides women and children with just five loaves of bread and two small fish. Didn't the disciples remember? Are we not told in the Bible that we are to walk by faith and not by sight? Indeed we are. But before we get too critical of the disciples, let's consider how often we walk by sight rather than by faith. 
how often don't we worry about our budgets, whether we're talking about our family budget or our congregational budget. So often there is too little money to pay all the bills and we can start to fret about that or consider the current situation facing so many of our farmers and ranchers in this area. For two years, we fervently prayed for rain because of drought. And there was so little hay available that people worried that there wouldn't be enough to get by. And of course, this year we've had sufficient rains and now people are concerned, well, there isn't enough sunshine. We aren't going to be able to bail all that hay that's available. But let us walk by faith, not by sight. Let us entrust ourselves to our Savior God. Let us take all these things to our Lord in prayer. But the key point that we want to take away from this part of our text is that Jesus will provide the necessary resources for you as you approach your needs. Just as he did for the disciples who were charged with feeding this great multitude of people. Jesus asked his disciples, well, what resources do you have? And they mentioned seven loaves of bread that were available but in their mind, that was entirely inadequate to meet the pressing needs before them. But what did Jesus do? He took those loaves in hand and he broke them and he thanked God for them and he gave them to the disciples and told them to distribute them to the people who were there. we may find ourselves in a similar situation, taking what we may think are inadequate resources to meet the pressing needs around us. And yet Jesus asked his disciples to act in faith, using what was provided them, but entrusting the entire situation to their Savior. And so as we deal with the needs around us, God provides us with resources. Let's use them. Let's fulfill what God has called upon us to do. Thanking God for them, but leaving the results, the final results in the hands of the Lord. We have a Savior who is the giver of every good gift. We have a Savior who says, ask, and it will be given to you. The entire universe belongs to our Savior God, as do we. We are precious in his sight, and he promises to meet our every need as we first seek his kingdom and pursue his righteousness. So, my dear friends, look to Jesus in your times of need, for Jesus will provide the necessary resources for you in any time of need. And finally, Jesus will satisfy your needs and provide for your future. Mark concludes this, this section of his gospel 
with four short sentences. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. Each one of those sentences is significant. The first, and they ate and were satisfied, shows us that Jesus provided not only a minimal response to the needs of the people following him, but that rather he satisfied their needs. They ate until they were filled and needed no more. This is the nature of our Savior. When it comes to our sins and our need for forgiveness, Jesus provides no half measures. Earlier in our service today, in our confession of sins, we said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Notice that Jesus doesn't say from some unrighteousness but from all unrighteousness. Jesus satisfies our spiritual needs. And when it comes to our other needs, what does our Savior God promise? Through the Apostle Paul, he assures us, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not with him graciously give us some things? No. He will graciously give us all things. Once again, Jesus promises not some, but all of the things we truly need. That second sentence, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Well, God wants us to recognize and rejoice in the fact that Jesus not only will provide for our present needs, but also our future needs. The disciples began with seven small loaves of bread, but ended up with seven basketfuls of fragments. They had more to, in the end than when they began. Jesus took care of their immediate needs, but also provided future meals for his disciples. And so our Savior deals with us. My dear friends, we don't have a stingy God, but rather we have a Savior God who will provide for both our present and our future. The third sentence, and there were about 4,000 people, simply shows us that God wants us to understand that our Savior Jesus is capable of big things, even when the resources seem to be small. He fed 4,000 people with seven small loaves of bread and a few fish. Never underestimate what your Savior can and will do for you. And finally, that fourth sentence, and he sent them away suggests that Jesus sent these followers of his, those 4,000 people, back home to accomplish their various individual tasks in service both to God and their fellow men. 
Jesus does that for you and me too. We gather on Sundays. We are uplifted and encouraged by Jesus' eternal word. And then with his blessing, he sends us back out into the world to our homes to accomplish our individual callings, whatever they may be and wherever they may take us. My dear friends, look to Jesus in your time of need. He will have compassion on you. He will provide the necessary resources for you. And he will satisfy your needs and provide for your future. Even as he did so long ago for the 4,000 people who sat at his feet to hear his words. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. For more information, visit clclutheran.org. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.